Welcome, everybody, to the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast. I am the Mayor Greg Fisher. I'm happy to host here today Police Chief Steve Conrad, our Chief for Equity, Kelly Watson, to have a discussion about the importance of police community relations and really get by kind of generalities to discuss how a community can take that next step in police community legitimacy. So let's talk about the recently announced initiative called Synergy in our community, which we have great hopes for. So, uh, Kelly, why don't you talk to us about what Synergy is? Synergy is a part of uh, Lean Into Louisville, um, but it's really about community conversations in a uh, different structure than we've had before um, around how we can have action items and build trust between the community and the police. So, Chief, uh, when you heard about this uh, idea we've been kicking around, you guys are always right in the middle of these conversations, the police department. What were some of the thoughts that came into your mind? This is an idea that, quite frankly, we've, we've borrowed from Charleston. Um, they had the terrible mass shooting there at the AME Baptist Church in that community, and the police chief there in, in Charleston had seen problems between the police department and members of the community and after that tragedy he saw the police and members of the community coming together in their shared grief and from his perspective he felt like he could capitalize on on that and and came up with this idea of involving these people in shaping the way the police work with the community and the community work with the police and that came through many, many conversations, as Kelly's mentioned, very different types of conversations that involve um, police and the community in a room together in, in a facilitated setting where we look for ways to increase the community's trust in their police officers, to give people the feeling that we are legitimately worthy of the faith and trust that they are giving us and that we'll work together to do what we can to make our community safer. And I think one of the really exciting outcomes in Charleston, and I'm hoping to see it here, mm -hmm. is essentially a community-driven strategic plan for the police department where our officers who will be involved in these meetings along with members of the community will come up with ways for us to work better with the community and for the community to be able to work more effectively with us. And I think the, the ultimate goal is, is not only enhanced trust, enhanced legitimacy, but a truly a safer community that we're all working on together to make it that way and keep it that way. I, that all sounds great, but how do you respond to the police officer that just says, look, the community needs to follow the law. When a police officer shows up, they need to do what they're told. Uh, and why are we wasting all of our time having these conversations in the community? You know, there are times when there is a true emergency and directions that a, a citizen receives from a police officer are critically important to follow. Uh, there might be a situation where someone is shooting uh, a gun and, and an officer might be instructing someone to get out of the line of fire. Um, under those circumstances, people do need to pay attention to officers, but in in more cases than not, um, you know, the difference between one of our citizens and our police officer is just the fact that police officers have been given the authority by 
the people who live and work in this community to enforce the laws. We're, we're doing it on their behalf. And, you know, for, um, for policing to succeed in this city or any city, it is a, essentially a, a mutual process. And, and when people legitimately feel like the police have earned their trust and they are seen as legitimate um, actors in terms of, of acting on that faith and that trust, they are trusted and seen and expected to do the right thing. And, and it's only through that kind of demonstration of, um, I think, good actions, talking to people the way you'd want to be treated, uh, being respectful, um, that we start to get to the point that um, we can truly have a better department, a better city, and a safer city. And, you know, every one of our officers came to this job because they wanted to make a difference. They wanted to help people in this community. Uh, this is a way for them to do exactly what they said they would do when they came to this job. Well, and that's one of the things that I've been grateful for as being the, the mayor is my exposure to our public safety officials, our first responders, specifically the police we're talking about here, mm -hmm. to understand how difficult this job is. And then also from a citizen standpoint, where the citizen has the expectation of a police officer being you know, perfect with each and every interaction. We have about a half million interactions with, with our citizens every year by LMPD, mm -hmm. some very normal, some under very heightened situations. So it always goes without saying that we, we have to have our police officers and we have to have police officers. Do they view the job as one of a mentality of being a guardian for the community or a warrior within the community? And we see that best police officers, the ones that can both enforce law, but through a lens of being a guardian, were then the co-producers of safety, our citizens say, we want to help you. And here's how we can do that. Yeah, obviously, what that leads to is less crime in the city because we're all in it together. Mm -hmm. And so, Kelly, when you think about all the people that are going to come together to help with this engagement, what's mm -hmm. that going to look like? The uh, group that has formed the steering committee is a very uh, diverse group from all across sections of the community, um, location-wise, race-wise, gender, age. Um, and we're really trying to make sure that as we go through the process that all those individuals uh, inform what we're doing. Like we're providing a little structure for how this will go, but this is really about these individuals on this steering committee uh, letting us know and forming these community conversations so that we can move them across the community in a way that will have full participation and engagement. Well, what do you say to the person that says, uh, Ms. Watson, we've talked about this enough. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of talking. Right. Why are we having another talk session? Right. One of the main things that was important out of uh, the Illumination Project in Charleston was that there really were actionable items that came from the meetings and came from the conversations. And so that is an emphasis that we will have here as well because uh, we understand and hear everybody that's tired of just talking and, and giving their input and giving themselves and sharing and then that not going anywhere or that not feel, or not feeling heard. And so the real thing about this is that, as Chief said, we really want a result that's going to be a community police strategic plan going forward uh, from these meetings. So we'll have a document that we can be accountable to 
both to the folks that helped develop it, to, but to the broader community. That's correct. There will be an end product. And we're fortunate to have in our community Chandra Irvin yes. uh, with Spalding University, who was one of the facilitators, co-facilitators mm -hmm. of the illumination project in Charleston, South Carolina, after the massacre at Mother Emanuel Church, I believe. That's correct. She's been a fantastic partner in this and will continue to be going forward. So we're very thankful for her knowledge and information and spotting for letting us uh, take all of her time these days. So yeah, no, kudos. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Spalding for yes. that. And so, Chief, think about the uh, police officer driving around the city in her car. Uh, what do you hope she gets out of this uh, process? You know, I, I think stronger relationships with people in this community um, will make her job and all of her coworkers' jobs much easier to do. Um, they'll be coming from a place where we have a shared goal and a shared vision, and that shared goal and vision come from the fact that we as a community work together to develop this, this shared plan. And knowing that we've worked on this together, uh, people in the community, I believe, will um, view us, to use uh, your words, as, as legitimate guardians of this community, and we'll be in a position to work with their officers and from that officer and any other, other officer's point of view, um, that will make their job significantly uh, much easier to do because we are truly all in it together and it becomes that co-production of public safety that you've talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, Chief, when, when we talk about police community legitimacy, how do you think police officers see that? I mean, my view is that we're only as legitimate as the community says we are. And, and I would agree with you, and, and I think that the, the challenge for our officers is, is understanding that the way the community perceives them, not as individuals, but as, as police officers, um, is, is been driven by what's happened nationally. I mean, we go back to Ferguson and, you know, saw what, what came out of that, and we've seen that played out in other cities as well. Um, and, and that is coming from a place of, of distrust and disappointment when people that the community has looked to to make the community safer and, and to take care of them when they have a problem, not fulfilling their end of the bargain. And, and, and policing is, is a challenging job. It, it can be tough. You, you're working with people when they are not at their best. Um, but we have a duty and an obligation to do our best to help people solve the problems that they've called us to solve and, and working together to make our community safer. And, you know, we, we, we do respond to close to a half a million calls every year, and every one of those calls is an opportunity for the men and women that do this job to make an impression on that person. And, and whether they are taking a report or having to take someone to jail, how they talk to people and how they treat people during that interaction will have everything to do with not only how the person from that call thinks about us, but everyone that that person may talk to. And with social media being what it is today, uh, how we act and how we react to situations on the street are, are shared sometimes as they are occurring. So it is incredibly important that we do what we can to do the right thing because doing the right thing will be perceived 
by the vast majority of the people in this community as, as legitimate and the right thing to do. Yeah, and my experience is that when people see these difficult situations that police officers in, they just want to see, did you do the best you could? Did you follow protocol? Because there's a lot of gray area in here, and we talk about with policing, how do you navigate that ambiguity? It's very difficult. It, it, it is challenging, and, you know, we try through our training, and, and you know, our basic training is, is 27 weeks, and, and through that training we do uh, not only uh, a lot of, of you know, lecture style, but lots of role play, and we put officers through those, those scenarios over and over and over again, but when you get on the street, it's entirely different. You know, the role players are, are real people with real problems, and sometimes, you know, they are in situations that, that have, have gotten the best of their emotion, or they may be, you know, intoxicated, and, and you know, the actions that they are taking are going to require an immediate response from the officer, and, you know, whether the action ends up being deemed justified, um, in, in, in whether it be a, a an arrest or in a use of force situation, um, that officer is going to need to be able to uh, explain what they did and, and why they did it. And they have had good training, but every one of these situations and scenarios ends up playing out different than how you might expect. And we have been um, fortunate as a community that that for the most part our officers have tried to do their best and they've made good decisions. Um, but you never know when that can go bad. And, and you know, we end up with, with an officer or a citizen um, mm -hmm. shot and killed. And, and there need to be lessons that are learned from that. And as a community, we need to make sure that we do what we can to not have those things happen again. And we've had some tough lessons in this community. And... I think we've learned, but this is another opportunity to learn without, without that kind of, of tragedy. Well, I do want to say LMPD has been amongst the leaders in the country in terms of having body cameras on our police officers so we could have a record of the interactions. I think it's probably helped everybody in yes, that, sir. so LMPD has not been sitting back just uh, reacting all the time. Uh, Kelly, how, so let's take an example here. Uh, the, uh, LMPD has recently changed their traffic uh, stop policy. Mm -hmm. uh, would you see that kind of as an example of something that could be coming out of that this process? Yes, that's a, a perfect example of type of thing that would happen uh, through those conversations. Um, the conversations are, uh, we're going to use a method called the talking circles. And so what will occur with that will be a room full of people at separate tables, seven to eight at each table, really talking and hopefully hearing each other and having a dialogue where we'll also be in a recording those, the information that comes from each of those separate conversations at each table uh, to inform the document that will come at the end, which will be really actionable items, short-term, long-term, however, we'll need to categorize that so that we will actually have uh, change. And so this could be action items that are placed upon the community as well as LNPD also that we're looking forward to having. But um, in this case with the traffic stop policy, um, as Chief stated earlier, he heard from the community on um, what needed to be uh, what needed to happen, how they were feeling and perceived that traffic stop, and uh, these changes were a response to that. Good. And then so you talked about kind of the how we're going to do it. 
in terms of participants. Mm -hmm. I guess the, our police officers will be involved as well. Absolutely. Okay, and then how long will this process take? Um, we are not sure. The steering committee is forming this process for us. Like I said, this is not us doing it, but an example being Charleston held uh, close to 40 meetings. So we anticipate that we would probably have somewhere along the same line. So this would be six months to a year Correct. type of process? Correct. Yes. All right. And the community can expect then to see a formal document that we'll adopt. That's correct. All right. Please look out for details on Synergy and how you can be involved. So that's it for the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast today. Chief Watson, Chief Conrad, thank you all very much. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you.